recording. <laughs> stop saying that. No, you usually say it, and you I could tell you weren't going to, so I felt the need to say it. <laughs> Hi, Sally. Hi, Tyla. Oh, how are you? I'm good. Hello, listeners. Welcome to A Year Ago Today. It's oh, our podcast. Oh, sorry. I'm just like... I obviously really need to talk to Sally right now, and I'm totally ignoring the listeners. <laughs> Welcome to A Year Ago Today. This is our podcast. <laughs> we're really excited that you're here. Yes. I'm really excited that we're here, too. Yeah. It's this was great. kind of like a last-minute recording session. Yeah, so it's perfect, too. Just yesterday, we're really, like, forgetting the format right now, but that's okay. It's okay. I don't think we forgot it. <laughs> we are just, just ignoring just it. <laughs> Just ignoring the format. Uh, I've had such a challenging week. So, like, oh, my God. I just, like, I I forgot what it feels like to have a really, really, really emotionally challenging week. And I know that that, like, sounds – I don't know how that sounds. Some people might be like, I hate you when I say that. But I'm remembering <laughs> now. people are like, oh, I feel you, girl. Yeah. I'm remembering now how it feels. And – Oh, it's hard. It's really, really challenging. <laughs> and yesterday I I hadn't looked at my schedule in like four or five days because I had been camping and like had my phone on airplane mode and like didn't look at my planner and oh, it was so great. And I got home Monday morning. I was looking and I was like, ooh, maybe I'll have a podcast episode to record today because I don't know <laughs> what my schedule is. And I was so disappointed because I didn't have a podcast episode recorded. And then out of nowhere, such a dear friend of mine texted me. And she was like, guess what? A year ago today, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I wanted so badly to be in the energy of our podcast because I, I love being in this energy so much. And uh, it just felt like a prayer was answered that she showed up mm -hmm. at exactly that moment. I love a good miracle. <sighs> Me too, especially when you hella need one. Yeah, those are the best. Yeah. So is that the best thing that happened to you this week? Uh, no, I have one other thing I want to say. Great. Uh, I talked about camping. I talked about the miracle of the podcast. And then the other thing is today I was babysitting my niece, Chloe, who I take care of once a week. And she's like 15 months. And so she has new words every time... I go and it always surprises me when she'll say a new word like today she said Elmo out of nowhere and I was like oh my god <laughs> you know how to say Elmo uh it's she said monkey word. yeah and she she said it while pointing at Elmo so I was also like that's great <laughs> not only do you know how to say Elmo uh okay the point of this is that she's been saying Thai for a while now but I've been a little reluctant to like really believe it you know like, she says Thai when she sees me, and it's really great. But today, she and I were alone, and we were walking down the street. And she she was a little bit ahead of me, and she turned around, and she lifted her hand up in the air like she wanted me to hold her hand. And she said, Thai, like she was calling oh. me. And, I mean, I don't know if it's just because of the challenging week that I've had or if I would have felt like this normally, but I like almost burst into tears. I love it. I was like this angel child <laughs> knows who I am and loves me. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, true. 
Anyway, Both of those things are true. I really needed some, like, really pure, no-strings kind of love, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and she really knows my name. Now I believe it. I really believe it now. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best thing that's happened to you this week, Sal? Um, well, yesterday I had a really wonderful day. I don't know that anything happened to me, but it was just one of those days where I was, like, all lit up and everything felt amazing and magical and wonderful and I just kept being like life is so good which you know contrast that's beautiful teacher (laughs) (laughs) I was having the best day while Tyler was having an emotional breakdown (laughs) oh my god well it's the funniest part is I was calling Sally to talk about my emotional breakdown and she was just laughing but it was was. good because it helped it helped me (laughs) laugh about it too I was like, you know. I was like, can we really like talk through this piece by piece? And you point out to me all the ways in which it's funny because I really can't see them right now. <laughs> and you'll we'll, you'll get there. We'll be laughing soon enough. God, I hope so. Well, so that was really great. And now I'm drinking my favorite coconut water, the C2O with the pulp. Oh, it's so good. Is that the one that's in like the white can with the green? Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. I love that. Which I only used to be able to get at La Bagel Delight, but now. I finally found where I can get it here. The Bagel Delight by my house? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, this is great. I'm going to make cold brew tonight. Maybe next time we record, that'll be the best thing that happened to me. <laughs> I'm really it's excited It's the little things this. in life. Coconut <laughs> yeah. water and cold brew. <laughs> and a toddler knowing your name. <laughs> yep. That's what we're about. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. I'm, like, so, so excited for our guest today. Woo! She's like so dear to me and the fact that she just happened to reach out, I can't even. Alright, so I guess we should introduce her. Um hi Sonia. Hi Sonia. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone, our guest today is Sonia. And uh I think it's good to preface this. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I invested a crazy amount of money in a program called The Creme, one of the best decisions I've ever made. And Sonia was a creme with me, and I might have peer pressured her into doing it. It's not clear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But that's how she and I know each other. And we've had the incredible pleasure of seeing some very intimate parts of each other and I could not be more excited that she's finally on the podcast so Sonia welcome (laughs) that was the longest intro ever we barely ever intro anyone (laughs) I know I know but anyway no this is great so Sonia I would like to invite you to close your eyes and take a deep breath. And feel into where you were a year ago today. And once you're there, let us know in one word how you were feeling. It's funny. Um scared actually (laughs) I didn't think that that would be what would come up but yeah scared (laughs) I like that you like already thought about it 
<laughs> You're like, I wonder what my word will be. No, no, it just came up right now. I thought it would be something like more positive and、mm. you know uplifting, but you know, you can't choose your word. <laughs> yeah, you can't choose positive and uplifting always. <laughs> yes, you can. What am I saying? So a year ago today, people like get to the fucking point already. A year ago today, <laughs> Sonia was beginning her training as a Kundalini yoga teacher, which is a big commitment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's funny. Like I, so many emotions coming up. Because it was also the day. I mean, it was the first weekend of the training, and you know, we were starting at like 5 a.m.、Um, mm. with you know sadhana, which is、um, the morning spiritual practice involving yoga and meditation. And you know, I never thought I would be getting up at 4 a.m. and you know,、um, going to meditate. Didn't you also have to take a cold shower before you went? <laughs> That was before the cold showers, actually.、Mm. We didn't know about the cold showers yet.、Um, oh yeah, because it was day one. You hadn't received that like juicy piece of information yet. <laughs> yeah, and actually, like the second day, I had to leave for France for the rendezvous. So it was kind of a, you know, a crazy weekend of.、Um, Um, so much anticipation as to what was coming up. You know, I mean, the training was big in itself, and then going to the rendezvous in France—that was.、Um, and I had to catch the plane because otherwise I would have been late. So. <laughs> yeah, I remember. So, for anyone who's listening who hasn't listened to every single episode of this podcast, as part of the big program that Sonia and I did, there was a trip to France、uh, live. Event with our coach, and Sonia agreed to teacher training. Did you know when you agreed that there was a conflict, or like that the dates were going to be the same? Yeah, actually, you know, I joined the cram, and then I was thinking about the teacher training, and then I saw the first weekend date, and I was like, shoot,、um, I'm I'm not going to be able to make it to both, so I guess I have to postpone my teacher training. But then you know I, you know I am sort of resourceful,、um, <laughs> or I am resourceful. So I started looking at all these flights, and I'm like, well, there is this one flight that if I fly out after the training, I can still make it if I make my connection. So you know I set a strong intention to <laughs> to have smooth travel,、um, and.、Uh, Yeah, it was it was a really interesting time in my life because now that I look back on it, you know, I'm in such a much better place right now than I was a year ago, and I kind of admire my courage that I was able to go through the teacher training and going to the rendezvous because basically last year I was.、Um, I was alone in many ways, in terms of、uh, my family, and and so that was it was a really interesting time, and and I was really struggling last year, and it's so good to know that you know right now I'm in such a different energy and space, and and、um, just to celebrate the progress that I've made, 
Oh, I'm so in love with you right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's so much good stuff. Like, I just was thinking how often we encounter resistance like that. Like, oh, these two things are in conflict. I can't possibly do them both. I'm going to have to choose. And it, instead of taking the moment to pause and to be like, actually, I really want to do both of these things. Like, how how can I make this possible? Like, that in and of itself is such a huge hugely self-honoring act mm. it's really like embracing possibility is what keeps mm. coming through me mm-hmm. well and it's so funny because I love Sonia hearing you celebrate yourself and talk about admiring yourself because mm-hmm. at the time that's not something that you were doing you know mm. yeah I I felt like I was being really selfish doing all these things and and that was kind of reflected you know from other people so I was like oh my god what am I doing like oh girl don't get me started (laughs) (laughs) did I mention I've had a challenging week (laughs) yeah I might have an idea about what you're going through um (laughs) even though I don't know the details but I know the uh (laughs) the underlying energy exactly it's just like the more you get into this this path this work the more you realize that the like details of the story don't ever matter because the only thing that matters is the energetic pattern that's playing out Mm -hmm. and it's like you get to a point where you're like at least in some of the coaching sessions I've done and, and in seeing other coaches work there's like a point at which they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need any more of the details. I fully understand what's happening here. And you know, as the person who's trying to explain, you're like, but, 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 and it's really like, it doesn't matter. All that matters is what's going on energetically. Yeah. Um, actually something that came up when you were speaking is also that, you know, when I was starting the Kundalini yoga teacher training, I did not really want to teach. I was, not really interested in that and now I'm teaching yoga so yay (laughs) well I want to know then so if you weren't doing it because you wanted to be a teacher what was your intention and what was your desire to do the teacher training rooted in because it is so intense can you I mean before you answer my question can you just briefly outline what the like time commitment is for this sure Um, So it was over 200 hours, and basically it was uh, one weekend per month. Um, So basically starting at 4.30 or 5 a.m., you know, and staying there till 7 p.m., so over 14-hour days, both days. Sometimes, you know, the weekends were longer. And cold showers. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler's really hung up on the cold showers. (laughs) I mean, I didn't warm up to the cold showers right away. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, (laughs) but, um, yeah, that was a journey. And I mean, I'm still, you know, sometimes reluctant about the cold showers. But, um, (laughs) yeah, I guess it was it was a big time commitment. And, you know, I'm not a get up at 4 a.m. kind of person. Um, so that was, that was tough. And just, you know, being in a room with the same 50 people all day, all weekend, and then having to like, you know, go to work on Monday and, um, (laughs) you know, pretend to still have energy for that. But, but actually it was, 
it was really interesting. Like sometimes after the weekend, I would feel really like high and just high on life, and I would be like doing all these things, and and like I just had so much energy. But going back to the intention part, well, actually, I was pretty naive, I have to say, when I signed up for the training, <laughs> because and actually, I was thinking about that today. Because I really wanted to be like enlightened, <laughs> and always, I always the reason. <laughs> I'm gonna do this training, and then I'm gonna be enlightened. <laughs> yeah, and I thought, you know, if I meditate and do yoga for over 200 hours, then I'll definitely be enlightened. Yeah, you'll definitely be enlightened. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! This is so perfect because somebody in my life recently said to me you know, I've done all the things and I'm still waiting for the big reveal. (laughs) And as Sally so gorgeously pointed out to me, she was like, I don't know, what did you say, Sally? I don't remember. Just something like, of course you're not going to get a big reveal. That's not how it works. That's not Yeah, life. Like, you have to go in you there. You are the and... big reveal. <laughs> you got to do the work. It's not like you just show up and the big yeah. reveal just happens. It's not yeah. like you just show up to teacher training and all of a sudden, at the end of it, after your 200 hours, you are fully enlightened. Like, yeah. that's just not the way this works. I think it's so funny when people say that, and I mean, so, I mean, I'm sure that I've said that before. I don't know that I have, but I'm sure I have. Um, but I think, like, so many people, like, say things like that, like, oh, they're doing this, like, to be enlightened, or they're doing this to, like, for, like, their big aha moment, or whatever. And I find that anytime that I go into something with that energy, I'm like, by the end of it, I'm like, well, I didn't have any aha moments. <laughs> like, oh, I hate that feeling. What's wrong with me? But it's like, yeah. nothing's wrong with you. Like, nobody's, go- there is no, it does- yes, there are aha moments, but like, that's not the thing that you go into any situation for. Like, if that's what you're waiting for, it's probably not going to come. Right. Well, anyway, I just think it's hilarious. I keep like, anytime that, that when I first read that. I was like, oh, like the moment where like somebody comes up to you with champagne and then like there's a big glitter toss like that. Yeah, that's what <laughs> Glitter for everyone. <laughs> oh, boy. Life's great. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, people share these stories like, oh, you know, I did teacher training and my life changed. And, you know, now that I've been doing this work for a while, I'm just realizing it's just the daily putting in the mm-hmm. the hours or the minutes and that's what it is and you do you do have some really blissful moments i mean like if you're meditating for a long time like i just remember one meditation i was just sitting there and i felt like i was one with the whole group and i just felt mm. such an incredible amount of love for everyone and just like the feeling of unity you can't even describe it but um and that I mean that only happened like you know maybe once for a few minutes yeah it's not like you walk around all day every day feeling at one with the universe (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) unfortunately not I mean maybe one day who knows who's to say I hope (laughs) no but I when I think about last year and where I was vibrationally right now um I have to say I'm in a much better place and and this year has been a roller coaster definitely I thought you know I would start this training and do the creme and 
uh, my life would just keep getting better. You know, obviously, if I commit fully to myself, you know, it's just going to get better and better, and I'm just going to go up, 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 and that's mm -hmm. not really what happens. As opposed to, like, up and down and up and down. <laughs> it's like your, your elevation gets higher, but it's, it's much more gradual. It's so funny because I feel like it's important to acknowledge I do know you on a very personal level, and I do feel like you've had a huge energetic shift even in the past couple of months and I know we both graduated from the creme being a little bit like well how is my life not totally perfect now and I feel like this last year both of us have really felt at some points and I don't want to speak for you so please correct me if I'm wrong but that we're kind of like slogging through the mud and the muck and then it's like this is not what I thought it was going to be and at the <laughs> same time at the same time I think that you and I would both say that our lives right now, this moment, are so drastically different and feel so much better than they did a year ago. Yeah, definitely. And I have to say, I mean, this, this was my path. Um, not that everyone has to experience it, but for me, it got worse before it got better you know it's like I went through mm -hmm. like a huge kind of dark night of the soul this year and I was like well what is going on I'm putting in all this work meditation yoga journaling um where's yeah. my glitter where's my <laughs> glitter <laughs> I was no and and it literally happened like within the last few weeks that I'm like finally reaping the benefits mm. I guess of it and I'm feeling, you know, obviously I'm not enlightened yet, but I'm feeling just like, <laughs> you know, excited about life again. And for a mm. while that, you know, I, I was struggling with that. And um, so I think that's very important to note that, that even when you do commit your, to yourself fully and you do everything you can, Sometimes, like, yeah, the gunk has to come out first before, you know, the flowers, I guess. I don't know what metaphor was that was, but... Yeah, the lotus yeah. grows in mud. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's where I was. There you go, yeah. I just read something on Facebook, and I feel like I say that every episode. I'm like, I just read this quote on Facebook. Uh, but it was like, and maybe I've even said this on the podcast before, I'm not even sure. I... It, blah, 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 I'm gonna edit this out, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I won't. You it's funny. It <laughs> I'll probably leave it in because uh, I'm the sound editor now. I can do that. Anyway, I read this quote, and it said, "Sometimes when it feels like you've been buried, you've actually just been planted." Mm. And you know. I like that. I like that framing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I actually, you know, when I decided to do the cram and then the Kundalini teacher training, I actually gave myself till September 2016 to kind of feel better about my life and like be in a better <laughs> spot. You gave mm -hmm. yourself a deadline? Yeah, I, I gave myself a year kind of to figure things out I'm like well if it doesn't work out by then I'm kind of like gonna give up I think what was <laughs> what would giving up have looked like 
I don't know, but like, I know this is gonna sound really bad, but it was like a life or death choice. Mm. Like, I actually did not want to live the way I was living. Like, I actually, mm -hmm. you know, was not interested in that kind of life. Yeah, I've been um, there. So mm -hmm. it, it's very dark and scary in that place. But I feel like, you know, and my dream right now is, well, part of my dream has come true. I'm, I'm teaching. Which was not originally my dream, but I was gonna say that came, wasn't even your dream. No, I mean it ended <laughs> dream. It it came in later, but my original dream was to be a coach and a spiritual teacher, and obviously I wanted to use um, Kundalini yoga and meditation, but you know I really wanted to be a coach and a teacher, and w when I decided that, I thought okay, I'm just going to start this coaching business and then I'm going to have all these clients. Um, that <laughs> didn't happen. Um, and, mm. then, and then I was, you know, really depressed for a few months. And, and I was like, well, why am I depressed? Like, how am I ever going to coach people, you know, from my depressed state? But then people kept reflecting back to me. They're like, no, this is part of it. Like, you're going through this so you can help others. Like, how are you going to coach people if you've never gone through a really difficult time? And obviously I'd had difficult times, but this was probably like the most intense couple of months where, you know, I had to kind of, yeah, you know, go through the mud and and um, push through. <laughs> yeah. I want to know if you can be really real right now with like a little bit of the details of this. Recently, you decided to go on antidepressants, which was a big scary decision for you. Yeah, so it had been, um, yeah, I, I kind of didn't know what to do anymore at one point and you know um, people were like well maybe you should try meds and and I got that suggestion because you know they just wanted me to feel better and and I was resisting it for a while because um, I mean deep down I kind of knew it wasn't really what I wanted and I mean, obviously, I have nothing against antidepressants, and they work for many people. It just wasn't, I knew it wasn't my path. But, you know, people kept saying that I should try it, and so eventually I did go see a, a psychiatrist. And I had been in therapy um, for a few months and um, was not really seeing much improvement. So I, I went to a psychiatrist, and I got antidepressants and kind of took them a little against my will, which I later kind of judged myself for because <laughs> I was like, I did something against myself. But I was, you know, I was willing to, I guess, try anything to feel better. So yeah, I started taking it. And the first few days were fine, but then I just, I don't know, like I just felt really strange in my body and it was just, um, I couldn't sleep for like a week and then I was like, okay, this is, this is really not in alignment with what I want because I feel this depression means something and it's a signal um, mm. and, and, you know, for me taking medication was just kind of covering up the real issue. So I was like, I know I need to face this head on and make some actual changes. Um, 
in my diet, in my lifestyle. You know, for a while I wasn't, actually for a while after the training, I wasn't even doing yoga. I was kind of um, pissed off at the yoga. I was like, well, oh, this yeah. didn't work. And Tell us about that. Like, <laughs> I want to know more about that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, so, yeah, after I finished the training, I was just in this space of anger and kind of resentment that I... Where's my glitter? Yes. I, I had invested so much time and money and, you know, effort. I put some of my relationships on the line. Um, with important my, relationships. Important relationships with my family. And, and I'm like, and I end up at the end depressed and, you know with no will to live <laughs> oh, God. So, you're like it's worse than when i started I, yeah that was that was my point and i was like screw this yoga thing like it's not working um so i'm just not gonna do it for a while so i i just put it to the side and and actually i don't even know how i got started again but <laughs> it just kind mm. of came back that i needed to do it and and that it was really helping oh I think it was because I was starting my morning just like jumping into the day um mm. without and without meditation or yoga it just felt so abrupt and even crazier than when I did the meditation and the yoga mm. um, so I think that was that was the main reason I came back to it and then also yeah, I mean, I started doing this and eventually I was like, I really want to teach. And I had taught a few classes to my friends, but I, yeah, somehow I just, I felt really cold. It just happened kind of naturally. Like, I don't think there was like a point in time where I was like, you know, light bulb lit up and, <laughs> and I knew, but um, yeah, so that, uh, it's, it's, just, yeah. No, go ahead. Um, no, I was just going to say that it's been an interesting couple of months. But I, finally, I, I decided to give up the antidepressant. And um, and I'm actually following... Um, actually, it was funny. One thing I should mention is that um, Kelly Brogan, who's a psychiatrist, a holistic psychiatrist, was in my kundalini yoga training, which was perfect mm. because she was just publishing her book, A Mind of Your Own, which was about women's depression and how it's amazing. you can treat it without medication with, you know, lifestyle changes and kundalini yoga, meditation, you know, diet. Um, so it was just perfect. Um, so I read her book and now she has a program, The Vital Mind Reset. And I started following what she was saying and in addition, like integrating yoga back into my life and and journaling and, you know, just simple things, trying to get outside. Um, and I think the diet also changed a lot for me. So, so anyway, I'm still in Kelly's program and she is such an inspiration to me as well. And and um, so I just wanted to give a shout out to Kelly. She's amazing. Yeah, Kelly. <laughs> so what's the timeline for all of this? I'm trying to like go right. through all Like when did you quit yoga? When did you go back to it? When did you, when were you on antidepressants? Right. So basically my 
my teacher training finished over Memorial Day weekend, so that was end of May. Mm-hmm. And after that, I kind of um, stopped doing yoga for a while, maybe. That's when the creme ended too, and, right? Yeah, the, actually, the creme ended beginning of June. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, after that, I guess, was a time when I didn't really do much yoga. And then uh, during the summer, you know, I was I was still struggling. And I, I guess towards the end of the summer, I started taking the antidepressant, maybe some sometime in August. Then, like, right before September, I stopped taking. I only took it for, like, three weeks. But I was just like, yeah. I can't do this. I'm not, like, sleeping at all. Like, I feel mm-hmm. crazy. Like, I just, I was just even, you know, I was really kind of felt out of control and yeah. I don't really drink that much and at that time I just like really wanted to like get drunk and just like it was very strange I just didn't feel like myself um yeah. so so it was um but actually you know and I kind of I had a lot of judgment around my decision to take them in the first place but one thing um Tyla and I spoke about and some other people reflected this too that it was a brave decision to try them just mm. being willing to try things that maybe I don't like always <laughs> so yeah I just feel like it's so important to be open you know you're like right. at this point I I need help and I have tried things and they're not working and like I know I think that this is not the path for me but I am willing to try because mm. yeah. I think that is real commitment to yourself and when it wasn't working I also think it's really brave that you were like yeah this is not working mm-hmm. yeah I no, I felt it felt really self-honoring to make that decision to not continue when it was clear that you know, um, there are some other things I need to address. It, I didn't want to put a Band-Aid over whatever was happening. So, so yeah, that felt really important. Um, One thing that really stuck out for me that it's like I wish this is what some coaches and spiritual teachers would teach, and maybe they do, and maybe I have been in a room where someone has said this and I've not heard it because I think that that's something that happens when we're not ready to receive something. But I had such a similar experience to you where I was just like, all this stuff that's supposed to be helping me, the journaling and the meditation and the blah, 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 like it's not working. It is not working. Mm -hmm. And I can't make myself do it anymore. I just can't. And I had a, a period similar to what you talked about where I just totally stopped. Yeah, I was just like, you know, like, I don't want to. It's almost like a little kid being, like, defiant. Like, I don't (laughs) want (laughs) to. And then it's like, you know, you said it's not like some big moment or some light light bulb. And I I agree because for me it was just like one morning I woke up and I wanted to meditate that morning. And it wasn't earth shattering. But I just felt like meditating that day. And, you, you know, you're saying, like, I'm not sure why I started doing yoga again. But it's like after not doing it and having that contrast of not doing it, you came back to it naturally and you're like, wow, this actually really does serve me. And maybe some coaches do teach you this, but it's like, 
I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I know practice is important, and I do think that there's something to the idea kind of of fake it till you make it, even inside personal growth. But there's a point at which that doesn't work anymore, and you kind of have to stop pushing and relax. And it's almost like when you relax, that's when things start to move. And Mm -hmm. that's such a complicated thing to wrap your head around, because it's like, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, until you're like, fuck this. Mm -hmm. And then something happens. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what the moral is. I'm just, this was my experience. And Sonia, when you were talking, it just really sounded like you had a similar experience. And I, Sally, have you had an experience like that? Uh, yeah, often. And yeah. this is actually something that came up this morning in Sorcerer School, which I forget which episode Jordana's in, but whatever. Jordana Air, she's been on the podcast, friend of the podcast. Episode five. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, in Sorcerer School today, one of the things that we were talking about was like when you're like if you, your mind is just so powerful and it could lead you down all these roads and at the end of the day like what you really need to do is connect to your feelings just in a very basic way like not even before you put any of the processes in there before you you know take out all your handy dandy tools you just need to like feel what you feel like doing and i think that that's part of what happens is like we have all these tools we learn all these things we've got all these processes and systems for everything And so we're like, oh my God, okay, so what I'm going to do is that I'm going to do this every single day, just like I'm supposed to, and it's going to be great, and my life is going to be so wonderful. I'm going to meditate, I'm going to journal, I'm going to say 101 affirmations. Exactly, I'm going to do 20 sun salutations. Yeah, and everything (laughs) then will be great, and then I'm just going to like go into my life, but that's not really the point of it. It's like... It's so that you can have this like tool belt of awesome things that make you feel good because obviously you should only do the things that make you feel good. If journaling, for instance, like you just hate it, don't try to journal no matter how much somebody tries to convince you. But it's like what you need to look for is that joy and that inspiration to do the thing that you feel like doing. And if the joy and inspiration isn't in there, I don't think that it's that complicated. I think it's like you look for the joy and inspiration. Okay. Yes. And. I do believe that as many people begin on this journey, that is, I think looking for the joy and the inspiration is a very advanced thing to do because in the beginning, there is so much resistance to move through to looking at anything or feeling anything in a real way. You know what I mean? So it's like, if at the beginning of my spiritual path, you had said, just do what brings you joy and inspires you I would have been like well nothing inspires me and I really like to drink a lot of alcohol and (laughs) like (laughs) that is not productive (laughs) yeah you know so it's there's I guess that's why I struggle with this a little bit or feel challenged it's just that like it's so nuanced yeah well I think it's because in the beginning you don't have all the tools yet so you there is this like relationship of I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to go for this walk every day and I'm going to look at the the sky and the trees and it's going to be so nice. And oh my God, I feel so connected to the world. (laughs) And then you're like, this is great. But then a few days in a row, you're like, I don't, 
I, bar I barely saw that tree. <laughs> Where's that other tree that lets me know that I'm almost done with my walk? Like... Oh my god, the other day, you know Jana, friend of the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> the other day, she was telling me how she was like getting angry at herself for not appreciating the beauty of the trees enough and how she had this whole internal dialogue about like can't even appreciate the trees and then she was like why am I yelling at myself for not appreciating the trees that's just an aside uh, I love that I love her so much well that's what happens and I think that that's fine and if you like let that be okay then like both of you are saying there will come a time like you let it go and you, you know you don't want to slam your head against the wall like I am love I am God I am wonderful I am rich like I'm happy not, I'm happy work. I'm happy damn it <laughs> like that's not what's gonna work and so like just let it go it's cool you might find another tool in the meantime somebody might be like well have you tried this and you might be like I mean at this point I'll try anything like who knows and then I think that in the beginning you're just like accumulating tools you're like tapping into the things that make you feel good you are doing it even if you don't know that you're doing it yet so that then what happens is that when you do wake up that morning and you want to meditate or like you you wake up that morning you feel inspired to do something then you're like huh well look at that I just said 101 affirmations and I feel fantastic <laughs> and then it's you so... start to like make your own little pie and your own little like omelet or frittata of like I'm gonna use these tools today and wow, they're gonna make these... me feel great don't you mean ingredients? What food analogies? <laughs> I mean, it's just, you, you know, what's the best feeling is when you go from being like, oh, I should journal about this thing <laughs> to being really upset and being like, oh, you know, it would be really helpful right now to sit down and journal. Mm -hmm. And then you do it and you're like, wow, that yeah. was incredibly helpful. <laughs> and I, mm -hmm. and I didn't do it because I felt like I should. Mm. Yeah. Sonia, I want to know what you're thinking over there. Oh, or really? No, no, it's good. <laughs> I'm loving it all. No, but uh, first point, it's really important to like take a break sometimes. Even like today, I was, you know, thinking about recording this podcast, and I like wanted to be all prepared. Not in terms of like, oh, exactly what I'm gonna say, but I wanted to like do my yoga and meditation and just be in this perfect space not perfect but high vibrational space but then you know like I was just trying to do too much eventually and I was like okay I'm just gonna like watch a little bit of how I met your mother it's my latest Wonderful. thing to do to relax and sometimes you just need a break because sometimes you're just yeah. overdoing all this personal growth stuff and I think um mm -hmm. Tyler you had sent me like the personal growth burnout podcast once or something like that anyway but it was about like how you know it just gets sometimes too much where it causes anxiety <laughs> instead of yeah. like making you feel better so I think to break that that routine is is sometimes good and just like you know chill out and mm -hmm. well I think what it all comes back to is letting go of judgment yeah mm -hmm. and that's so interesting Oh boy. Oh. <laughs> There's a lot of judgment swirling around me. Uh, and it's obviously something I'm supposed to be thinking a lot about right now. Because it's sure showing up in my experience. And I really do think it's about letting go of judgment. Because it's like if watching How I Met Your Mother is what feels good, then just let that be okay. And. Mm -hmm. 
if you don't want to go for your walk today and you really don't want to, like, just let that be okay without having the judgment attached of, like, I'm failing on my personal growth path. <laughs> yeah. I think it's judgment, letting go of judgment and really surrendering to your trust of yourself. Because, and I think that's why it's, like, it can seem complicated because even that's, like, such a loaded thing. Like, so many people start with, like, I just don't trust myself. Like, that's at the core of so many things. But it's, like, what I have found is that the more that I say to myself that I trust myself and, like, actually mean it. Obviously, I'm not, like, we, we've already talked about <laughs> how, like, faking it to you make it not always supportive. But, like, if I say to myself, well, this feels good right now. And, like, I trust that this feels good right now. The more that I do that, then the more that I automatically make good decisions or, like, decisions that feel good. There's no, like, right or wrong decision. But, like, I make the decision that feels good and then awesome things happen. And I trust in that. And so I think it's, like, the same thing. This is so funny because this is, like, coming up in a lot of different ways. Not the trust thing, but the specific thing of, like, when do you use the personal growth tools and, like, when do you live your life keeps coming up. And... The thing that I realized yesterday, one of the things I realized yesterday is like, it just happens in layers of like, at a certain point, you trust that you have enough tools to deal with whatever crap comes your way in that moment and that you get to enjoy your life in the meantime. And I think yeah. specifically for me, like learning from pleasure is one of the things that made me really grounded in that because in order to learn from pleasure instead of pain, you have to be open to living your life and enjoying it, <laughs> like <laughs> observing yeah. what feels good and what doesn't. And then like being like, okay, well, I'm going to follow the path that feels good. And I know that there's a lesson for me there too. And yeah, so I think it's just like, you just got to enjoy your life. You're not it's here to like, like collect all the tools. You're here to live life. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes the tools help. It's almost like you have to... <laughs> You got to learn the rules or like you got to learn how yeah. to play the game before you can true. break the rules. <laughs> it's so true. Another thing that came to me in journaling today. <laughs> oh Sonia, I want to hear from you about judgment and self-judgment because hmm. I, I do know that that has really been present in your experience in the last year. You know, especially when you were like judging the yoga and that you weren't getting what you were meant to from it and like your evolution with with judgment and self-judgment mm. please <laughs> talk about this Yay, now Go. Judgment. Um, I mean it's and I would like to say that I'm you know free of judgment but I'm definitely not <laughs> and I don't think anybody is I mean yeah I would like to strive to be uh, and I am striving to be but I think it's tall order yeah, I think it's easier for me, and it has been recently, to be more compassionate about other people. And it, I think it's trickling down to me as well <laughs> as I'm becoming, you know, more loving in general as I teach yoga and just, you know, um, feel into that energy. But but actually going back to the whole overdoing personal growth, you know, sometimes um, I feel still that when I don't, you know, wake up early enough to do my yoga and meditation and um, journaling and all that, it's like, I feel like that causes judgment too, which that that's my intention to release now, that I don't have to be perfect about my practice. Um, 
and all the things that I do for personal growth. But in terms of judgment throughout the past year, I think there was just a lot of pressure because it was such a huge um, financial commitment and time commitment in terms of my personal growth. And, and I felt like, you know, other people knew about that. So I felt this huge responsibility to show them that this is like, you know, benefiting me and my life is getting better and that I had to do this for myself. And when that was not happening, I, I went into a deep space of, you know, um, beating myself up about, well, that was, it was stupid to do all these things. And I just, I was so irresponsible and I'm naive and, and <laughs> but I, I guess now I'm, I don't know. I guess it 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 comes back. It comes back sometimes, obviously. But I feel like you know, uh, definitely a huge weight has been lifted off, and I feel so much freer. And and like I don't have to prove anymore that I needed this and that I'm justified in the decisions I made. Mm-hmm. That's been coming up for me so much in this last week. Like, being aware of that desire inside myself to to prove that all of the investments I've made of money and time and energy have all been worth it. And it's so funny because I was not aware that I still had that energy. And then when it came up, I was able to really connect into my truth. And the truth that I really feel so deeply now is I don't need to prove anything to anybody because I know how drastically my life has changed and that's all that matters yeah because ultimately it's just you and you and no one you know no one knows <laughs> what you've had to you what you've been through and where you are now and they yeah they just can't know well and the amazing thing is no one knows ever really about anyone else right. you know it's like there's mm -hmm. so many people that we look around at and they're, and they're we're like oh they have it easy or their life is so perfect mm -hmm. or they are handed everything and i think that so many of us i think that so many of us are really good at putting up a gorgeous facade that you can never know what's really going on for someone. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so silly to try to prove anything mm -hmm. to anyone. It's like, yeah. you never know if what you're looking at is real. I don't think that's true. I think sometimes you can feel when something's real. But I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. No, with but this. that I think that ties into the judgment, you know, and that's been coming up for me a lot. Even and this is gonna sound funny, but even of, about Trump, <laughs> I've been able to, you know, release uh, some of my judgment. Well, I, he's just an example of, you know. Yeah. No, I want to hear. I want to hear someone sure. who 
who it's easy to be like, oh, you know, like it's everything was easy for him. But I just feel like throughout this personal growth journey, I just realized how much work each of us has to do to have any type of success in life or to live like, I don't know how to say this, but I just have so much more respect for each and every person and so much more mm -hmm. compassion because I know that every single person has gone through some really tough shit mm -hmm. and obviously it's different levels, but I just know like because of this journey, journey I've been on for the last year, I know that everyone has that kind of dark space that they've had to overcome. And some people don't overcome it, obviously. But I don't know. It just, it just makes me really even love Trump. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny because I think that one of the things that's been happening lately is like by the end of a conversation I'll be like oh this is so crazy because I knew this when I was a kid <laughs> like when I was younger maybe not a kid I know that it definitely happened in high school where like I had a friend who was going through a really tough time and was sort of like well all these other people around me like how come they haven't had to go through this like why aren't they going through this or looking at like a kid and being like oh my god like I wish that my biggest problem was that I like slammed my hand on the door like I wish that that was my biggest pain point of the year and yet it's like for the little kid who just slammed their hand on the door for the first time in their whole lives where like this is the most pain that they have ever experienced that's huge <laughs> like that kid thinks that the world's about to end because their hand hurts so much like, why, if you, just because you've gone through something that, in your perspective, from your experience, feels so much bigger than that, like, who are you to say that, like, that kid should just suck it up because, well, his dad didn't die this year? Okay. <laughs> Great. That's true. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But in the meantime, the poor kid's hand hurts. So, I don't know. It's, like, it's so f interesting to me that I used to, like, be, get really upset when people would say things like that when I was younger because I just like in my head I, and in my heart I just was like but that's so like you're discounting this other person's experience that's not okay and then obviously as I got older I mean either I just stopped talking about it or it stopped coming up as much or whatever some combination of those things and I'm sure that there have been plenty of times when I bought into it and was like whatever that person's not going through anything because I've been through this and it's just like not nothing happens in that space. Mm. <laughs> nothing gets created there. Love doesn't get shared there. It's just not a place to be. Ugh. Yeah, actually, I think it's really important. For example, for me, um, I think some of my family members were like, oh, well, your problems are not that big, like, what do you have mm -hmm. to be upset about? You've had like, you know, this sheltered life. And being able to own that I have the right to be upset and go through hard times, like that my life has its challenges too, even though, you know, maybe I was born after communism in Poland and maybe I didn't experience, <laughs> you know, waiting in lines right. for days for food and and all that but 
yeah, I have the right to to experience things and and yeah <laughs> and it's okay yeah. mm-hmm. um, totally. so owning and and I still sometimes you know go back into that space of like oh well you know I'm just spoiled and being a brat and you know wallowing and and I have no right to but I think each of us has a right to obviously you know not to take it to the extreme but but I think owning that is is important Mm -hmm. well and I think that there's such deep value in owning your own internal struggle because I also believe that it really opens you up to being able to see other people's struggle you know Mm -hmm. I I recently had a conversation with someone and we were talking about the political climate and Black Lives Matter and, you know, women's access to health care. And the person I was talking to was like, why should I listen to you? You're not oppressed. And I, I was like, yeah, I'm aware and I'm so deeply thankful. And at the same time, I spent enough time examining my own struggle and I felt so challenged by my own internal struggle that I can't imagine what somebody who's truly oppressed must feel like, you know? And it's, I'm aware that I'm not oppressed in a lot of ways and I'm so deeply thankful. And at the same time, it's like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Somebody help me. Well, it's funny that you are saying that because I just saw last night that there's this like community women's organization in LA that I only recently discovered. And I saw they had a call for programming for the winter around the theme of co-struggle, which I had never heard of before, but is exactly what you just talked about. Yeah, <laughs> it's said. like, it's like struggle sucks. Yeah. And so... I don't care that I'm not experiencing their struggle. Their struggle is still my struggle. Their fight is still my fight because no one should have to struggle. Like struggling with your own like internal stuff that happens as you grow up is hard enough that can you imagine having like layers and layers and layers of societal injustice and systemic oppression on top of you (laughs) i know you will see this is the thing well you don't talk about these things much i feel so i actually don't really know much of your experience around this yeah which is interesting well i think that it's just because it's like part partially for the exact reason that you're saying like me owning and experiencing and examining my struggle or like how i'm oppressed like, I, first of all, I don't buy that you're not oppressed. Okay, <laughs> like, that's just not a thing. <laughs> In our current society, from, from my, like, experience, it's really tough to find somebody who's actually not oppressed. Um, well, that's a really <laughs> lovely point it, of But view. it's true, because it's Everybody's like... Everybody's oppressed yeah. in different ways. Yeah, and so Even... it's like, who am I to say that, like, you're oppressed as a poor person, and you're oppressed as a black person, but I'm oppressed as, like, a poor black person. Like, <laughs> like I don't... There's not... That's not how life works. Like, the way that we experience our own thing is how we experience our own thing, and 
I don't, it's just, ugh, I just can't. <laughs> I like can't. Well, the really interesting thought that's coming to me, and oh boy, yeah, I don't know. I feel nervous to say this out loud, but I'm gonna. <laughs> Is I've been thinking a lot about white privilege and white male privilege in particular. And, oh boy, am I really going to say this? Oh, I you feel can always really nervous. I know. I think in a way, like, <laughs> white male privilege is its own system of oppression on white males. Like, they operate within this system where they can't even see. Mm-hmm. It's like, imagine if you had to walk through life with a blindfold on. Mm-hmm. That's oppression. <laughs> like, no, and I'm not, I'm not, you know what I mean? I trust that anyone listening to this will understand what I'm saying. It's like, I, in a way, I, you know, I look at my amazing, amazing boyfriend, Matt, who is just now learning how to speak his mind around issues that matter to him mm. and, and starting to realize that it's really important for him to do that. And some people could say, you know, like how lucky for him that he's had the chance to wait until, until he's 28 to learn that lesson. Mm-hmm. And you can say, yeah, how lucky for him that he's been able to walk through the world that way. But you could also say, how sad for him. Mm-hmm. I guess, and it just goes back to, Sonia, what you said about owning your struggle and owning the challenges in your own life, giving you more compassion for the challenges of others. Because it's like, I feel more and more that I'm able to look at situations and feel compassion for everyone involved. Mm -hmm. Even when I don't agree, and even when I think that privilege is operating in terrible ways. I don't know. I feel like we've gotten very, I'm I'm hot. Are you really riled up wow. over here? Yeah, I did not expect this Fine. to go there, yeah. but it was yeah. Yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Sonia texted me today and she was like, Do you want to like know what I'm going to talk about ahead of time? And I was like, No, we just go with the flow. Boy, do we. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, my overly sometimes controlling personality comes out and I want to, you know, make sure it's all a certain way and you know but I'm I'm in the process of letting go of that and um you know well and look how perfect this I know. is mm-hmm. I love the conversation we're having I know. Yeah. <laughs> where to next where to next well <laughs> I have a question mm-hmm. for you yeah <laughs> I was thinking about how to say it. (laughs) Uh, My question is this. (laughs) I still had to like pause and be like, what is my question? I want to know, you thought that you would come out of yoga teacher training and the creme, you know, enlightened with showers of glitter. <laughs> and that didn't quite happen. And I want to know what you did receive 
specifically from participating in the kundalini yoga training and I think also from choosing to participate in the Krem? That's a great question. <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah. I think one is a true commitment to myself and my happiness that I'm so grateful and thankful that I got to experience at a pretty young age, you know, as compared to most people in the Krem and even in the yoga, Kundalini Yoga training, we're much older. So I'm just so, so honored that I was able to receive all this at such a young age and that I won't have to, you know, go through years of kind of denying myself or um, how to phrase this, trying to please others and all that good stuff, that right now I'm really committed to living my life in its fullest expression and to my own growth and evolution as, yeah, as a woman and um, as a spiritual being as well. So, mm -hmm. so that's the, I think the greatest thing. And, and second, I, I think it's, <laughs> this sounds funny, but the discipline and I think Tara has spoken about this too, how, um, you know, disciple means learning. Mm. So I feel like I received this discipline for learning. I don't know. This sounds kind of interesting, but <laughs> I don't know how to phrase it exactly. But, but it's, and maybe this is again just commitment to growth and to trying things and to exploring new ways and, yeah, trying out things. And I don't know. It's in the sense of like adventure and what else is out there and what else can I do and try and and experience and and also it is a passion for the passion for having these amazing experiences when I think of the rendezvous it was just it was just such a powerful experience you know and the taste and the sounds and just that just mm -hmm. being there was so amazing and you guys um mm. and that I think has that's like so much more valuable than money for me just being able to experience things and um and yeah and I guess the last thing is a real commitment to make personal growth and and kind of spiritual teaching and and the yoga my career and um, you know, that just owning that that's what I want to do. Um, even, yes, even if all. I'm not there <laughs> completely yet, but I'm like, I'm so on the way and I mm -hmm. feel like I'm on the way. Like mm -hmm. I finally feel like I'm on the path. And even though it's, 
it hasn't been moving as fast as I've been wanting it to. It's it's fine, and we've talked about this um, before, and 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 I'm just like really enjoying the process now, which I think is the biggest gift I could have asked for because yeah. <laughs> before I was like, okay, yeah, when I get there, I'll then it'll be good. But right now I'm in a shitty place and I don't like it. But now I, you know, now I can appreciate where I am and and how I'm on the way to. So I don't even know what, but something wonderful. To something yeah, good. Something good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because I feel like enjoy the journey. It's like there's not anything more cliche than that, and there's also nothing I think that's more true. I, you know, I keep talking about how I've been having a really challenging week, but as challenging as it's been, and as much as I've cried, I've laughed a lot, <laughs> and I'm so aware of all of the beautiful opportunities I've been given to grow, and I am you know, in some like weird kind of twisted way, I am enjoying it. <laughs> it doesn't have to be twisted. It, can it just feels be... a little twisted. It's not though. I mean, that's what learning from pleasure is about. It's like you're enjoying mm. the thing, even if the thing itself is painful or uncomfortable. Yeah. Painful and uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> just to be Sometimes clear. <laughs> Sometimes only one. Uh, oh my God. Sonia, I just wish I could crawl through the internet and squeeze you right now. Uh, I know. We'll, we'll um, make it happen. <laughs> I feel, I know, sometime soon we'll get together. I feel called to ask you one more question before our final closing questions. Mm -hmm. And that is if there's anybody out there who is on a personal growth journey and who feels like they're banging their head against the wall and who's maybe struggling with depression, is there anything that you'd like to say to those people? Mm -hmm. Or that person? And if not, it's okay. We can edit this out if there's not no, anything. No, I think it's it's great. I'm just, you know, connecting to to where I was a few months ago. I mean, not that long ago. So I feel like even when you think there's no hope, you know deep down that life can be really amazing and great and and that that's worth fighting for I know this might sound silly but I but you can't give up you can't give up now you still have so much life to live and and there is a way for you to achieve that life and I know it now, and and I see it in every person, no matter what, where they are or how far they are from that amazing life. I know it's possible. So good. I love you so much. Love you too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Now that we've done all this, mm. <laughs> I want to invite you to close your eyes again and feel into how you're feeling now about where you were a year ago today and everything that has transpired since then and share with us in one word how you're feeling. Anticipation. Mm. <laughs> 
Oh, I love that. We started with talking about embracing possibility, and it feels like a similar energy. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just so excited about, yeah, what's to come. <laughs> and if you could speak to yourself a year ago from where you are now, what would you say to her? I know you're really scared, and I know you don't see how this could all work out, but it's going to be worth it, and it's going to be better than you could have ever imagined. You're going to be living such an amazing life from such a space of gratitude next year, and so many shifts will have taken place. It's I'm just so excited for you. Yeah, you might have to go through some rough patches, but it's part of the fun. <laughs> I am just like trying to imagine what Sonia a year ago would have looked like if if you said that to her. She would have been like, uh, I don't know. I, don't know I feel like this. she would have been like, uh, stop talking to me. Probably. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, great. Sonia, if any of our listeners would like to find you on the internet, maybe to find out where you're teaching yoga or how they might work with you as a coach and spiritual teacher, where would they find you? Yeah, so you can find me at soniapetetska.com and I'll let... Um, Tyla and Sally include that in, in the podcast description. I won't, won't be spelling things out. Um, and <laughs> my Polish last name. <laughs> Which I still don't know how to say. I just, I, yeah. Um, so, on. anyway, um, yeah. And my email is sonia.patetska at gmail.com if you want to contact me. And on Facebook, I'm at Coaching with Sonia. Uh, so all mm. these different ways you can connect with me. Great. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Please do. Yay. And by the way, if you ever write a book, you should definitely call it something like still waiting for enlightenment. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love how many times in our podcast we're like, Ooh, that should be a title of a book. I actually, yeah, I would love to write a book. I mean, who wouldn't? Right. Oh, my God. Now you have your Yay. title. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to I'm read it. I'm receiving so much for <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sally, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me at Sally Simply on social media and uh, at sallymercedes.com and at unmutedexpression.com. Any of those places. All of those places. What about right. you? And I'm at Tyla Fowler. I'm just Tyla Fowler. Uh, <laughs> And you can visit our snazzy, snazzy podcast website at a year ago podcast.com. Mm -hmm. You can email us at a year ago podcast at gmail.com. And we really, really, really love emails. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and so it is like, and now I'm going to yeah. email. <laughs> um, you could also rate and review us on wherever you're listening to this. That wasn't a sent grammatically correct sentence, but that's okay. And uh, if you like our intro outro music, you can follow Zena Hell Z Y N A H E L on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud. And you can find us on social media at A Year Ago Podcast. <laughs>
all the things with us mm. in all the ways. We love you. Hooray! Thank you so much, guys. I just want to honor both of you because you are just such amazing women and uh, such a source of inspiration for me. Um, So thank you Mm -hmm. for being you. And um, I get to cry. I love that. So honored to receive that. (laughs) Me too. Thank you, Sonia. We loved having you. Oh my god! Totally. (laughs) All right. So until next time. Peace out. Bye. Mm-hmm.